You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey, good evening, everybody, or afternoon, depends when you're watching the show. This is It Came From Gen X. Take this ride of life, sports, music, world news, and pop culture through the eyes of three Gen Xers. I am one of your Gen Xers, Keith Porter, along with Brian Fisher and Michael Skinner, known as Porterhouse, Skinbone, and Fish. Welcome to the show, everybody. What is going on, Skinner? Welcome back, brother. We missed you last week. Yeah, sorry I couldn't make it. Uh, came down ill and um, still got some remnants of it, but uh, we'll push through today. How are you guys yep. doing? We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Uh yeah. Got to see Fish over the weekend. Came mm-hmm. out to the uh, Mixed Nuts show. Yep. Yeah, and, I just uh, had no energy. I wanted to see oh, you yeah. for that show, dude. I apologize. We know you time. weren't coming, no problem. You had to take care of yourself. But thank you, Fish, for showing up. We appreciate having you out there. Absolutely. How was your weekend, brother, the rest of your weekend? I, I know Saturday night stunk. <laughs> yeah, Saturday was lukewarm. <laughs> You know, no, I'm kidding. No, it was it was fun getting out, seeing you guys. Great, great set as always. Nice mix of thank you. You know, f- uh, fun songs and rock songs and everything. And I had a I had the finale dedicated to me, Skinner, the Iron Maiden. So yes, thank you very Got much. That right. Nice. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Friday, Ali and I went to a nice dinner. Went out to. Uh, I'll give a shout out. We're trying to find a patio because it was such a beautiful evening here in Northeast Ohio. Like a right, pic- yeah. picture perfect day and evening. Uh, a lot of places were packed, but Johnny J's out in Springfield, okay, off of 224 in Akron, in the Akron area, Springfield area there. Uh, nice patio. It, it, we had a delicious dinner there. So if you, if you, you don't you may think it's more of a bar, I guess, but their menu is very, very good. I had a surf and turf and some very good, and these whiskey glazed Brussels sprouts and fried pickles. For it was exceptional. So if oh, you're like, eh, I don't really know where to go, go check out Johnny J's Bar and Grill. And, that's uh, what summer's about. Yeah, Wherever man. you can go and you can be outside, yes. that's, that's what it's about right there, yeah, man. So, so cool. Great, great stuff. And then uh, saw Coach well, we Cooper got on Sunday, and that was great, too, hanging out with in his okay. bar garage for a little bit. But Yeah. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, fellas. So yep. uh, lots going on. But uh, go ahead and tell them where they can find the show, man. All right, you might be listening to us on WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site or uh, app and play live listen, and you can listen to us right there if you want to. They also have a lot of other fine content for free, music, other shows, etc. Go check them out. You can listen to us whenever you want to, on demand. Pull up your favorite podcast platforms where we listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, Overcast, Stitcher. Pull us up, find our show at Came From Gen X. Just give us a subscribe for free. And as we post new episodes weekly, they will pop in your podcast feed for you. You can listen to us at your leisure. You can watch us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, It Came From Gen X. All show, inf- all show links can be found in two main places. Our Linktree account is Google It Came From Gen X Linktree, or vice versa, frankly. It'll just simply be a page, nothing to log into, with links to where you can listen to us, uh, links to our social media. It's all there for you. And our website, It Came From Gen X, all one word, dot wordpress.com. Pull us up there. Again, links to where you can listen to us. 
links to the current episodes, links to videos, promos, bios. And if you choose to uh, support the show, you can find our Patreon link on the website. If you choose to do that, you don't have to, but if you do, we appreciate that as well. If you choose to sponsor us at all. Uh, if you like our stuff, thank you. Tell a friend, like, share, rate, review. Word of mouth is how we can continue to grow a little bit here. So just tell a friend. That's, uh, it means more than you know. So we appreciate your support out there. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. And, you know, it just always makes me uh, happy to say hello to our diverse listeners all over the place. Yes. Uh, listening to us in Germany, we want to say uh, thank you. Uh, Ireland, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, especially our listeners in uh, Pittsburgh, you know, the motherland, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, Joel Ramey and her family. We appreciate you so much uh, to the gang, Felicia Kelly and the gang at Summa Family Medical. It used to be known as City Hospital. Just a wonderful, wonderful group of people. We want to say thank you for listening to the show as well. And shout outs to the man. If you want to know who does this fantastic podcast, Michael Skinner Jr. Uh, just a multitude of talents bursting out of a young man. We want to say thank you to him and to Christophus Dominic. So with that being said, welcome back the skin bone. Tell us what's happening, man. Well, first of all, saying Pittsburgh is the motherland, you're lucky we got some listeners there because you were about watch to get your a mouth. mouthful. Watch your mouth. Oh, I That's watched all I'm my mouth. Say. Okay. I watched my mouth. Okay. You're lucky. You, you, you're not feeling good. Don't make me f make you feel worse. Thank you, listeners, for use, uh, making me use my filter today. Yes. The motherland of annoying football fans. Shut yes. up. I don't know. What? Motherland of criminal organizations known the as motherland the motherland of winners. The <laughs> motherland of winners, not whiners. <laughs> All right, so I got a quick story to talk about. This is something probably Keith would be interested in knowing. Oh, the Cleveland think... Browns playoff records. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a licensing company out in Las Vegas, and they are trying to put a stop to Elvis-themed weddings. Yep. Las Vegas chapels okay. of love that use Elvis Presley likeness could find themselves becoming heartbreak hotels, is what it says. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to be coughing a little bit here and there, and I apologize up front. The licensing company that controls the name and image of the king, quote-unquote, is ordering Sin City Chapel's operators to stop using Elvis-themed as part of their ceremonies in Vegas. Now, this was as of five, uh, about a five, five, six days ago, uh, middle of last week. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. There's, I, I've done tried to do some research. I have nothing that I could say as to why this is happening, other than the heirs of money. Elvis Presley are not getting paid. That's it. It's the only that's, thing I can think that, of. That's the that's the only thing it can be. I, this has been going on <clears throat> since the king passed away. You know what I mean? Elvis yeah. theme everything. Mm -hmm. And certainly in Vegas, Elvis and Vegas, they're synonymous with one another. Uh -huh. I, I'm going to say this. A person like Elvis belongs to the world, if you know what I'm saying. There are very few people that reach such a status. They kind of belong to the world. Elvis, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, 
I, I mean, come on now. So it's all about money, trying to get some more money. It's all it I could be. Throw the the late Betty White would also be there. Also, I think Betty White. <laughs> yes, Betty White. She's just owned by the world. She's loved, no, she's and, endured by everybody. You know, no, what I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I she's not an iconic though. name. She's not a household name. She's not. Oh, Betty White's a she's household not name. Huge. No, but I, I've heard it all now. Betty White. Keith. He just, he Betty just White. Put Betty White in the same category with Elvis, Jordan, and Muhammad Ali. Betty White. I think when I... it comes to household names, you have to. Yep. You know what? So is Nicholas Cage. So that, I was just trying to right. say that. I was just trying to say that. Yeah, I, I, Fisher's <laughs> over there dying to say something. I know. <laughs> I, Betty took, White. I, Keith already took but it. I think Nick you're Cage. Right. You know, Elvis themed weddings have been going on since. I, as long as I can remember, that's going back into you know after he died, which was what nineteen seventy six. Yeah, seventy seven. You no, know, so it was. but still, yeah. What's that? No, it's okay. Go ahead. I thought it was seventy seven or what seventy eight. Elvis theme in yeah. Vegas. What is it? Elvis theme. Right. Well, right. just the the um, the preacher or the person who's conducting the ceremony is dressed up as Elvis. Okay, so where does it stop? Uh, what about the Elvis impersonators? What about the Elvis people jumping out of uh, 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 of airplanes? Question. What about the? I, I mean, where does it stop? Yeah, I, I would uh, like yeah. to know that answer because that's a question I have as well. Well, I would appreciate if you keep an eye on this story and see if you can get some more information. Because uh, yeah, I've, I, again, I'm, I have been, and there's just not a whole lot out there with it. But I thought it was an interesting topic, especially with you being an Elvis Presley. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me, fan as you are, I thought you'd be interested in that. So yeah, well, if any us, listeners out there, us being Gen Xer since we've been little, right? Just been Elvis themed everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you how could you stop it? He's such a worldwide phenomenon, and I don't know how you can single out Elvis style weddings. That's, yeah, if you're that's I mean, interesting. If you're selling, you know, Elvis Presley merchandise in the church with. Elvis's likeness—that's unlicensed. That's, that's one thing. That's a whole thing. different thing. Yeah, right. that's right. something totally different. Yeah, but like you say, it's it's sort of the equivalent, like you're saying, it's sort of the equivalent of like the guys on the street dressed up as superheroes and worldly characters to yeah. make a little extra money. You go to Vegas. I mean, you probably don't go to the church specifically because there's a guy dressed as Elvis there. You're probably doing the whole small church theme and that type of deal. So mm-hmm. it'd be very hard to regulate and manage. But, yes. uh, you know, but again, if it's Elvis as a state, if somebody's benefiting from the likeness and making money off of it, we want to be able to try to control that as much as we can. And I, I, I get that too, but it'd be very hard to regulate without the actual licensing uh, but I w- tell you what I want to know though, Skinner. Yeah. Let me know when they start banning Betty White style weddings. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> you know what they do that. The world's, would... the world's going to hell in a handbasket right there. I gotcha. <laughs> so I missed you, Skinner. I know. Do you want? Do you guys want the Elvis? Uh, you want the Betty White impersonator? Betty White theme. We want the Golden Girls. <laughs> Golden Girls what? team wedding. Oh, Only gosh. if the Nick Cage guy can uh, walk me down the aisle. As I, well. I should have wore, wore my own Golden Girls shirt today. The, con, the Nick Cage Con Air guy, can he dress up and he walk us walk it down the aisle, give me away? We'll yeah. give you the Golden Girls Golden Shower wedding. <laughs> oh, come on now. This is a family oh, show. Yeah. What? Oh, what? Dude. I just said, oh, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> That's a good thing. What else you got, Skinner? 
<laughs> so the let's let's talk about the biggest topic of conversation around the globe right now, <clears throat> and it's not uh, Keith's um, colonic adventures. <laughs> it's uh, OPEC was supposed to meet last week, and I didn't see what had happened. And based on what we're seeing, nothing happened at their headquarters in Austria to discuss breaking their cautious practice, and I'm quote unquote. Um, which is increasing production since the pandemic of uh, their barrels of oil. They're supposed to be increasing 452 barrels a day over a month's time to try to ease these gas prices. OPEC, who, de who let's see, it says OPEC, whose de facto leader is a Saudi Arabian guy, has resisted pleas from the White House to supply more oil to make up for production lost due to sanctions against Russia. So 35% of the U.S. oil comes from Russia. The rest of it comes from the Middle East. And of course, we've got our millions and billions of barrels that we have that are just... Oh, no, we up. don't. Oh, yeah, no. They actually, they're going... I'm hearing 8 million a day is going exporting out. So as of the... I had some figures, and I redid this because I was going to do this story last week. Right now, the highest gas price in the United States is in El Cajon, California, or, uh, which is just outside of San Diego. Hold your breath. $6.19 a gallon. Wow. Uh, Phoenix is five thirty-seven. I talked to Mike Jr. today, D.C. He's, see he's seeing prices at five fifteen a gallon. Uh, New York City, four ninety-nine a gallon, which I'm surprised they're that low. And Dallas, uh, they're middle, they're they're at uh, four dollars and sixty nine cents. So interesting enough, the one place in the United States that would have to be traveled the furthest to get to them, Kansas City, Kansas, gas is only four only four dollars and thirty five cents. So how in the hell is a place in Kansas City, Kansas, in the middle of the country? That's the farthest from where the ex the oil's being exported into is the cheapest, but you got the San Diego, Texas, New York, all these places. And well, San Diego, just, that that anything out out west doesn't surprise me one it, bit at all. It's just mind boggling. It's uh, sickening. It's disgusting. Well, as far as your question is concerned, I don't understand the economics of it all. I don't want to pretend like I do. Uh, when gas was $4 a gallon, my attitude was basically, hey, listen, you know, buckle down. We can survive this. Uh, you know, the people who suffered the most, and I worked at a gas station years ago, and there is a culture out there of people who have to get their cigarettes with their gas. And I remember people getting a pack of cigarettes at $1.37 a pack and giving me a $5 bill and putting the rest in the tank. I don't know how those people are surviving right now those who are addicted to smoking and have to pay for high gas prices. So not but my attitude five bucks anymore. Right. My attitude when it was $4 a gallon or over four was everybody can buckle down. You know, there's other places you can stop splurging to compensate. But right now I'm at this point, if it keeps going up, the American people are only going to take so much. I just, well, that's really what I was that. talking to, to Miss Marcy. I'll let Brian chime in. I was telling her, I said, people need to stay home. And I yeah. understand that hurts small businesses, it hurts restaurants, it hurts the retail. 
but when is enough enough? Then the American yeah, public's got to say it, it's getting. It's this has got to stop. Yep. Fish. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it's, um, like you say, I don't. I don't quite. It's. It is. I don't quite get the whole supply demand part of it. Mm-hmm. I. It, that's definitely some factor. Uh, if if it feels like they're cutting down, it, the demand is still there, and they're cutting down the supply to keep us, and they're just they're just going to keep gouging us until, like you say, this until the demand decreases. I definitely don't agree with some of these weird conspiracy theories out there to where they're trying to keep gas so expensive that people start buying electric cars to get these uh, electric I agendas to go one. through. Yeah, so I think all that personally is ridiculous. So. I was at Chipotle today, and two girls came inside, both on segways. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So I, I don't know. Like you said, it, does, it just doesn't appear to be a real uh, end in sight. And it all, to me, at the end of the day, it all smells like greed. As yeah. long as people are willing to keep paying and they keep they keep buying it, they're going to continue to charge outrageous prices. Like I said, until the until the demand goes down to Skinner's point. So we, if we try to stay home more, not use up as much gas. Hopefully that'll help drive it down a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough probably rest of the summer anyway. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Skinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, let's, uh, let's move on to some sports and music. Let me add one thing real uh, quick, Keith. So sure. to, we'll, we'll remember this. We'll put a pin in this. I looked up when did Elvis pass away. I didn't realize it. August sixteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. So it's going to be forty-five years in August that Elvis passed away. Probably around the same time the movie comes out. I don't know the release date of the movie, but the, the movie comes yeah. out sometime this summer. So we'll talk more about Elvis maybe later on in the summer. But just want to put Sounds that out. Sounds good. All yeah. right. Thank you. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. All right, guys. Not a whole lot going on in sports except the uh, you got the NHL finals going on. You got the NBA finals, uh, which is at one apiece right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can say about that is go Boston. That hurts yeah. to say, but go Boston. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, but in music, certainly lots going on in music, and we'll start off with the, the, the most tragic story um, that I just found out. Uh, apparently yesterday, Alec John Such, at 70 years of age, the bassist for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yes, they are. Bon, bon Jovi. Yes, they are. Bon Jovi, uh, bass player, has passed away. Uh, he was a founding member. Yep. Um, you know, been there from the beginning. Kind of one of those unsung hero guys. You know, everybody, of course, knew John, you know, and he had all the girls. And, of course, uh, Richie certainly made a name for himself, sure. not just for his guitar playing, but his amazing backing vocals. He married Heather Locklear, uh, you know, so on and so on. And uh, Alec was kind of that unsung hero. Him and Tico Torres were kind of the quiet guys in the band. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've been in there from the beginning. So uh, I respect Bon Jovi. I love them. My favorite Bon Jovi album is These Days. They did a, a bluesy album. It is the best album, one of the best albums I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. A song These Days is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Some of the best lyrics I've ever heard. Bon Jovi fans, one. Fish. Yeah, I like a lot of their stuff. I mean, it's... It- I I like some of their earlier stuff better. Like you know, Slippery One Wet was was a solid album. Uh, the album before with Runaway and a couple of songs on a little bit of Horror Edge, but 
Yeah. Yeah, one of those things I like to say, oh, I didn't like those guys, but, you know, damn it, every time a song came on, I'm I'm singing well, along and tapping absolutely. my foot like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? And if anybody so. says they weren't, they're a liar, absolutely, yep. And he's done great. Uh, and he's I love great. the fact that they, they've stood the test of time. Just yes, sure. absolutely, yep. Yeah, they've dabbled into a little country, a little blues, John's did his thing, uh, you know, Tico Torres went off into doing some art, if you will, but they're still doing it. Skinner, Bon Jovi? Uh, absolutely i saw them in columbus when they were last time they were around which was oh good lord probably eight years ago and they still even after all this time played a hell of a show <clears throat> yeah it's sad to hear uh of uh, of the, his passing because uh like you said there was the three guys that are founding members richie's been on and off with all his four. problems well the four but richie's been on and off um with I his think he, rehab stints and everything else that he's been going through over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Alex, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, Alex's been out of the band for a while. I, I think it's been Tico, John, uh, obviously Richie's been gone for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, he was uh, 83 Dave, to 94. Alex, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been gone for a while. Dave, Dave, was it Dave Murray or Dave Bryan? Dave Bryan, the keyboard player, still been there. Uh, for a while, but yeah, Alex's been gone for quite a long time now, so yeah. I don't know if it was illnesses or what, but you know, I always think about this when I think about music genres, and every, there's always, there's room for every kind of band, and you gotta have that fun band, and they were fun, they were, they were fun to sing along to, mm -hmm. you know, great subject matter, and uh, I really appreciate them, so rest in peace, Alex. Thanks. Yes. Okay, uh... Yeah, I kind of skipped over the sports story, so I'm going to go backwards a little bit. Um, interesting story Fish handed down to me today, and there's so many ways to look at this, uh, but a story came out uh, in regards to the NBA, and let's see, black coaches now lead 50% of NBA teams. And the thing that hits me about this story is when Fish passed the story along to me, he said, I'm not sure if there's a story there or not. And I'm glad he kind of said that because I prefer that to him thinking there was a story there. Because to me, it's, it's a non-story, but it makes you think. And the reason why I'm glad he asked that or phrased it like that is because I don't know the exact percentages, but we know that most of the NBA is, is made up of black players. And the fact that there would be black coaches uh, over 50% is such an easy thing to see. We know a lot of players go into coaching after they their career is over. And I think it's more natural. So to me, this is kind of a non-story for the simple fact. I know the first thing people are thinking about is comparing it to the problems that we have in the NFL with the serious lack of not just ownership, which that's a problem in the NBA as well, but of coaches. Uh, there's a, a great number of black players in, in coaching in the NFL, but not head coaching. And I think that's probably why this story is relevant to some people. The first thing people think about is the problem that we have in the NFL. You can't compare this to the NFL. It's a different culture, um, total different culture. The NFL has complete control over everything. The NBA, the players kind of control what's going on. 
um, a, a little bit. So it's a whole different thing. You're starting to see NFL players try to do the NBA thing, control where they're playing, control their contracts, but it's a whole different culture. So I wanted to point that out, but I think it's personally a non-story. It just seems very logical that it should be that way with so many players going from having a career to assistant coaching to head coaching. It doesn't surprise me at all. Skinner? It's interesting you brought up the NFL versus the NBA because I saw a stat, and this doesn't really have to do with, with the black coaching. The least watched NFL playoff game this past year had 23.4 million viewers. That was the lowest. Mm -hmm. Game one of the finals for the NBA. About 8 million, wasn't it? 8.1 million. Yeah, right. Now, what is that? I mean, Think for a second what that what that what does that say? As far as the viewers, uh, you know, you talk about the NFL owns everything that they do. They own everything. They own all the sports. You know, with as far as how they do what they do. But as far as the coaching is concerned, I think it's a natural progression for NFL, uh, NBA players that have that's all they've done is play basketball their entire lives. Uh, they learn, especially those that had good coaches during their careers of playing. Yeah. They learn how to how to speak to players, how to you know the ins and outs and the X's and O's of games. I think it's a natural progression to to go into coaching. So I, I'm not surprised at all that that's the case in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. fish. Yeah, it just uh, it just seems like they're hiring the best dude for the job. There's not really a doesn't seem to be a minimum or they're trying to meet a certain type of, I don't know, minimum diversity, the rule or this, that, and the other. It's simply who's going to relate to my players. I want a guy that can relate. Point. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's, and that's who they're hiring. That's what it seems like right. to me, which is good, which is, which well, is great. It, and it, and a lot of them have good success. what it is. A yeah. smaller group, first of all. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're dealing with 11 people. And so the, 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 the one-on-one -on -one or the, the direct contact is a lot more uh, uh, prevalent in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Where in the NBA, uh, you know, you could go a long time and not even hardly speaking to your head coach. You know, you could be a linebacker and deal with the linebacker's coach or the, the defensive coordinator and not really even have a relationship with your head coach or even see your head coach. So it's a whole different culture and a whole different atmosphere. The NFL has got to get better at it, at, at, at doing this. We have too many uh, great candidates um, for coaching that are, are, are black uh, assistant coaches, and they're not getting the opportunities or not even getting the interviews. I didn't even, didn't even talk about the jobs, but the interviews. Um, the Rooney Rule has been a farce. They found ways to, to just make a, a joke out of that. So they got to get better at, at looking at the best player for a job. Eric B. Enemy of Kansas City should have been a head coach. You know, you got guys popping up nobody's ever heard of getting head coach's job. And you got a guy like B. Enemy's been running one of the top uh, offenses the NFL has ever seen. So I don't know. Kind of a non-story, but there is a story there. All right, guys, this day in music real quick. Um, lots of interesting uh, little tidbits here but i'll just point out a few um there was a little woodstock story but there's also 2005 
John Bonham, drummer for the great Led Zeppelin, uh, not so great in my eyes anymore, was voted at number one in Classic Rock Magazine's 50 Greatest Drummers um, in rock listing in rock and listing Moby Dick as Bonham's defining moment. Um, Moby Dick was a great drum solo Bonham did. I personally don't agree that with that being his defining moment, I think the grooves that he laid down on those, some of his songs were just iconic. He had an unbelievable foot, an unbelievable sense of timing and drummers have come a long way, uh, on, on, on the scenes as far as videos are concerned, as far as notoriety is concerned. Uh, John Bottom, as great as he was, he didn't get the notoriety to after he was, he was gone. Um, when people realized this guy was something special. But the one thing I used to hate about uh, drummers when I would watch videos when MTV first came out, a drummer will go and do a great feel that everybody who listened to the album knew was coming up and the camera was on somebody else or the camera was on the singer or something like that. And you never got to see the drummer do his stuff. Um, a guy came along by the name of Tommy Lee that changed all of that. Yep. He demanded the camera be on him and he made my list of favorite drummers. So yep. I asked you guys earlier to list your, your top five favorite drummers, no matter the kind of music. And I'll let you guys go and then I'll go. So we'll start with you, Skinner. I, uh, you can go to the top four and you can put them in any order. Four, three, okay. two, one, one, two, three, four. Uh, Neil, the, uh, the late Neil Peart. Excellent. Yes. Uh, Lars Ulrich. Okay. Alex Van Halen. Great choice. And Tommy Lee. Excellent. And my number five, which might surprise you, but it doesn't surprise me, is Eric Carr from Kiss. Hmm. Oh, great drummer. It's great very, drummer. Very, very yeah. good drummer. So those are my top five. Um, Tommy Lee, like you said, Tommy Lee put, <clears throat> put the drummers to the front of the stage instead of the back of the stage with all, the, all his shenanigans. That is exactly what he did, yes. All his incredible sticking, his his showmanship, um, the upside down, you know, on the track going up and it, like a roller coaster. It's it just what he did during his time and his heyday was absolutely amazing. And he brought the drum set to the front. Yes, he did. Being in the back. Now, I'm going to tell you something interesting about one of your choices. You mentioned Lars Ulrich, who, you know, the first three, four Metallica albums. Just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, Skinner, what's going on. I've talked to other drummers and asked them. For some reason, this guy is just maligned in the media by drummers these days. They said he sucks. He's sloppy. They're just dogging him, and I don't understand why. So, it, some of the greatest drumming ever done is, on, you know, a master of puppets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, come on, man. I don't understand it. So, yeah, great list, great list. Fish, what do you got? Well, I got John Bonham and the other four that Skinner had, the exact same list. So Alex Van Halen, Neil Peart. I wasn't a big Rush guy, but when I, when I hear Rush play, I mean, that guy, it's yeah. like, it's like this fucking guy could play drums. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I can't, I can't. Lars Ulrich, like you say, and, did, and did Tommy. Did he F-bomb? Yeah, I did. I did. Sorry. Hey, we got, we got an explicit rating. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> we got an explicit rating out there. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. You don't like it? Get out of my yard, all right? No. <laughs> get out of his yard. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, close like, your robe. <laughs> no, but they were definitely all influential in hard rock and metal, like you say. Lars Ulrich, those, like exactly what you said. Those first couple albums, it, 
the drum it's that was just the driving force behind those Metallica albums to to help make that band what oh it was my back gosh, then. Yes. So question. But uh yeah. So there you go. That's my list. What do you got? Wait, who did I miss here? Say that until you're listening. I had John John Bottom and yeah. then the other the other drummers at Skinner had Alex Van Halen, Neil, oh, okay. Neil Peart, cool, 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 cool. Lars Ulrich, and Tommy Lee. Okay, great good. So I I took the liberty of listing more than five, being a drummer. All right. I, I have to. Uh, obviously I, I mentioned Tommy Lee just brought style and sexy to the drums, demanded the camera be on him. Uh some iconic drum parts. I didn't care about his drum parts after uh uh you know, after Theater of Pain, I could care less about a lot of his drum parts. He had some some great ones like uh Kickstart My Heart and things like that. But the rest of the stuff, the band got a little cheesy for me. But the the, the parts on Shout at the Devil and, and some oh my it too fast for love. Just, yes. Man, unbelievable. Uh, next I got Scott Rockenfield from Queensryche. I have never heard anybody hmm. play like this. I had never That's heard a band choice. like this. Yeah, he just was something special, man. Um this next drummer, I was never made my list in my life until recently, when I really opened up my ears and my eyes and start paying attention. I would have never thought I would list this guy. Oh, you said that he was a joke. That is Ringo Starr yeah, okay. of the Beatles. Sure. Oh, okay. Unbelievable meter. Unbelievable way he could swing and come up with these different types of rhythms and beats. I've been teaching my kids about being more than a timekeeper on the drums and actually making music. And when I listened to what he was doing, he was the epitome of doing that. Hmm. So good to him. Uh, Tony Royster Jr. Uh, doesn't make any sense that anybody's this good. He's known kind of as a solo thing, but he does play with different people. He went on tour. Uh, he plays for Jay-Z a lot. But it's ridiculous how good this guy is. Uh, the great Neil Peart, that goes without saying. And, of course, as uh, far as my modern-day drummer, I mean, I'm just all about Mike Portnoy, formerly of Dream Theater, uh, Winery Dogs. Uh, he's just something special. Yep. Uh, Alex Van Halen, one of the most unique drummers, had the most unique drum sets of anybody. And Vinny Apice played for the, the late, great Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a good got one, to, too. Yeah, got to sit right in his face at a drum clinic. Um, taught me so much. Uh, taught me not to just play straight notes on a hi-hat, but use it to make rhythms. He had just a funky foot. Never used a double pedal in his life. Loving. Uh, and also the late, great Clyde Stubblefield, who, along with James Brown, invented the fat back. Um, a rhythm Talk James Brown. talked you, about him Yeah. Mm -hmm. man you talk about just laying down a groove Clyde was just awesome and I could go on and on and on uh James uh what's his name I can't think of his name uh he plays for Fate's Warning but he's a phenomenal drummer but I I wanted to get uh the women time in here and there's a lot of women that I can learn uh name but I want to name go back and name one that it, throughout time has been a big influence to me and that is a great Sheila E oh yeah sure okay Still performing well, to this day. Yes, yes, absolutely. I saw a great video I watched with her and Stuart Copeland, uh, formerly of the police. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, doing a little thing, back drum thing, back and forth together. It was great. So, Well, you talk about women on. drummers out there, and there's one that's still current today, and that's Jen Ledger from Skillet. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. actually, if you've listened to, I've seen her live. She's actually really good. And there's a new band called uh, 
plush. Oh my gosh, that drummer, she's she's bad to the bone, man. So I could have went on and on. There's a guy by the name of Keith Porter. I'm very fond of as well. He makes my top ten list as well. Yeah, he's all right. I've seen <laughs> him. For, right. I've seen yeah. him a few times. <laughs> okay, so guys, that's pretty much it right now for me with sports and music. Let's get some pop culture fish. Okay, so some current to big series are are streaming right now. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus is now three episodes in, and the C- Stranger Things season four has dropped. Uh, on Netflix, so I'm working through both of these uh, series, and also The Boys. I should mention as well, The Boys mm-hmm. season three on Amazon Prime, a very dark take on superheroes. Wow, and it is not disappointing uh, at all. So uh, new episodes of these are dropping every week. So let's start with Obi Wan Kenobi real quick. I know we're all Star Wars nerds, big time. So uh, are you guys all current on Obi Wan? What are you thinking so far, Keith? Yeah, I uh, had to watch. I heard Skinner say this. I had to watch the third episode two or three times. It was just so good, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. First two were really good. The third one, it's like, man, this is just getting amazing. Um, a lot of things I want to say, I overheard Skinner say in uh, pre-production, so I'll let him bring those those points up. But uh, I think it's great right now. We're, we're, we're getting a look at that gap that was missing, and uh, I just can't wait to see where this show goes yep skinner yeah i like we were talking pre-production meeting the fact that james earl jones is back on the big what we call big screen mm. as darth vader just sends chills up and down the spine yeah happiness um darth vader to me he's my favorite character in star wars you would mm. think yeah he's the he's he's the bad guy he's the villain but he's my favorite character you don't like jar jar binks yeah, yeah, no kidding. I yeah, watched Betty that White, damn. I, <laughs> I watched uh, Phantom Menace uh, the other day just to just to go back and start watching some of those that second trilogy that's just terrible. But anyways, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no Obi Wan Kenobi. Just call me Ben, as you as you reminded yeah. me. Um, it, the story is absolutely phenomenal. We've been starving for it this period of time, like you said. And it couldn't have come at a better time than it is right now. I got a question. Mm-hmm. If James Earl Jones weren't around, could they pull this off? No. You can't. You can't. No. It would have been blasphemy no. to have any other voice do it. They would have had to find a way to pull his audio or something like that. But It would have been bad, yeah. Yeah. So thank goodness he's still around and still willing to do it and everything. It's like you say, he is, he is the, the essence of that character. Without question, yeah. So a lot of fun. So you know, keep keep it coming. There's also rumors, by the way, that they're going to do away with the the newest three movies and have a different storyline. We'll see what happens. That's the rumor, hmm. and it's some type. It'll be some type of a you know canon or some type of alternate timeline or something like that. There's they continue to have rumors hmm. about that, so it'll be very interesting interesting to see if they if they sort of erase it and do something different, wow. bring people back, and you know, just kind of keep the current storylines going that they're working on right now. So wow. we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. Are you guys watching either the boys or stranger things? Keith? I stopped watching stranger things years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I got about maybe four episodes into it and lost interest. The boys, I have been waiting a long time for this. 
I have been so excited about The Boys Season 3 coming out that I have not watched it. I want to get a few episodes behind <laughs> so I can, you know, stream a few all together. Because okay. I'd hate to have watch one and have to wait another week. Um, that's how much I love The Boys. Just a great take on the whole superhero thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I love when people come up with a different way to present, you know, what if we had superheroes, you know, and, and what it would be like. And uh, it's just a great show. It could be very hard to watch at times. Oh, yeah. But uh, I love the show. Yeah, it's definitely definitely dark tones, for sure. Not a kid's yeah. show whatsoever. So No. Yep. I mean, okay. when you first start off and a guy's hugging his girlfriend and a guy like the Flash runs straight through. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you're uh, left there holding the hands. I'm like, wow. Yeah, the new Stranger, the new Stranger Things is definitely more of a horror themed season it's not the not the alien weird you know separate world type stuff it's definitely more uh you know horror themed and this past episode i think it's episode three or four it's on my list to get back to it yeah the great robert england makes an appearance in the episode and they also nightmare on elm street yeah yep yep and to honor him they refer to the freddy krueger character in the movies in the same episode to kind of pay homage to the great uh Robert okay. England does a great job in it. So, Skinner, are you watching any of these shows? Any interest? I I've not watched a minute <clears throat> of Stranger Things. I know it's a phenomenon out there. I may get around to it. Um, and the boys, I've just not. I didn't even know about that truthfully until you guys started talking about it recently. So, I've got it up here on my computer to look at. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to treat go yourself, man. I'm gonna go ahead and start watching that one. Uh, yeah, see you- what that's all about. Give it one the episode. You either like it or hate it. You like yeah. it or hate it. There's no okay. real in between. That's okay. Oh. All right. Okay. Uh, we had another death in the, the world of uh, pop culture. Uh, one of the most iconic advertising brand images of all time. Uh, the m- actual model passed away recently, two days ago. Uh, Ann Turner Cook. Uh, she was 95 years of age. Miss Cook's uh, photo was the image they used for the Gerber baby on all the Gerber products. That little baby there was an actual person. It was her way back when she was uh, little, and uh, she recently passed away. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So, like I said, it's, if, if there's of all the advertising brands out there. There's, you know, that, if you put that one up there, there would be one of them that people could identify, see the baby, and know it was the Gerber baby. I'm sure, at least in our I, generation. I thought that was someone else who was the Gerber baby. Uh, famous actress. What's your name? Nope. Ann Turner Cook wow. is her name. Yep. Okay, I can kind of relate to her. Uh, you know, I had on a white shirt one time, not unlike this one, and became the Michelin Man. Ah, and uh, yes, yeah. So I totally yep. understand. Guy rolling the tires out there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, I just caught my eye. This uh, the the Morbius movie. This is the latest Sony movie that uh, Jared Leto. Morbius is a you know Marvel villain, Spider Man villain. Sony owns the rights to the Spider Man characters. They keep rolling out these movies, the Venom movies, Morbius. It did not perform well in the box office. It was getting some social media uh, attention. They re-released it in the theater, and it continued, and it bombed again. So 
just not performing well. I'm not saying it's Jared Leto's fault. It's just, I, to me, uh. it's I, 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 these drive me nuts. Sony, the Spider-Man movies were, the storyline was terrible, horrible. It's not Andrew Garfield's fault. He was a great Spider-Man. Like to see him return as Spider-Man in his universe, but written by Marvel Studios. Let mm -hmm. it go, Sony. Give the control to Marvel Studios. Let them do all the characters. Let them bring them into the Spider-Man universe or do whatever it is. Stop making these movies. Sit back. Make money. They're terrible. They're not done well. I don't have any interest in any of them. So just let it go. That's my opinion. Keith, are you a fan of these Sony movies? Is it time to let it go? Any thoughts on that? It's certainly time to let it go. I want to be fair. They're not all bombs. Uh, there's certainly a lot of bombs. They're not all bombs. Uh, I, I believe it all my heart. If Marvel had done Morbius, it would be a success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can sit and analyze Marvel and figure out why it is they're so great at this. And it's everything from their advertisements uh, to the people they pick to play these parts, to the theme music, to whatever that makes their movies so appealing. But Sony does not have that formula, whatever it is. Right. Now, there are some um, Sony superhero movies that uh, I enjoy. I like the Spider-Man movie. I thought Andrew Garfield was great, and I like the <clears throat> movies. Uh, did, did they do they did X Men too? Right? Was that they did X -Men? Sony? No, that was Fox. Fox had that the X Men race. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I don't know, man. I just. I hate to tell them to give it up, but obviously just don't have what it takes. Yeah. Skinner, any thoughts on yeah. the Sony movies, the Sony superhero movies? I don't like them. If, uh, I've not seen Venoms or any of those others because it's been made by Sony. Don't have a, don't have a desire to see them. Like you were saying, they're just not good. Their stories are terrible. <clears throat> they don't have the formula. And you could, some would say that DC in general doesn't have the formula. Now they're coming around. Yeah. But, you know, but as far as Spider Man and, and give it up, make some money off of it, give it over to Marvel, let them put their magic on it, and it's going to just take off. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not horrible. I, you know, I don't want to say they're horrible, but it just, Marvel's just clearly a cut above everybody else. Yeah. You're right. It's just it's just odd. It's just that something is just not quite clicking. You're right. Yeah. Now I, I like to reserve also opinion. I want to see this movie too. I mean, chances are it's it's that bad, but I do like have my own opinion. So I'd like to see it be a lot of people didn't like uh Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman. I didn't like it when I first saw it. I rewatched it. Now it's one of my favorite movies. Um mm. I I I thought it was great when I really understood what they were doing. Um so you know, I like to see it for myself. I uh, I like I didn't like the Justice League the first time it was okay. I was really happy when they redid it. It was much better. Uh, Wonder Woman was good. The next Wonder Woman was the biggest farce I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Um, yep. So, and 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 Marvel. I mean, you can't think of any duds really. I can't think of any duds Marvel yeah. has done. The like Eternals, there's some that aren't as great. The first Thor wasn't. It was yeah. good. And it was good to see Asgard and all that stuff. But, I mean, it wasn't like the Avengers and all the other ones. But they don't have any duds. Yeah, the Eternals was not 
quite the best, but it was still, it wasn't still made the best, money. But yeah. But you know what though? Here's the thing. That was a gamble because only your diehard comic book people even knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a hard one to make right there. That was a big roll of the dice. And some of these other people, they're going to roll out. I got a feeling it's going to be the same thing. The average person doesn't know who some of these people are, some of these movies that are got coming out. Yep. You know, they're going to have success, uh, you know, on with She-Hulk series and things yep. like that. But when you start talking about uh, Star Fox and all these other characters, nobody's going to know who those guys are. Yeah. Well... Well, you know, one thing that'll be successful when they roll it out, guys, one thing that's always successful when they roll it out is a quality electric bike from our sponsors at RPM Bike Shop in Carrollton, Ohio. Family-owned business. Go check them out on Facebook, RPM Bike Shop. All contact information's there. Photos to the bikes, website, link. Everything you need there is on Facebook. Phone number. Go check them out there if you're in the market for a electric bike. Stop these. Uh, stop paying these crazy gas prices. Get yourself an electric bike. Get around town on that. Enjoy yourself out there at a an affordable price. Go check yes. them out. And uh, one movie I, that they're talking about is this is rumors now. So the Scrubs was a uh, uh, first few seasons of that on on TV was pretty good. The last season, if I had to bring it back, was like eh. But there's a rumor now that they're they're going to bring back the original cast for a movie. You know, we we we're getting all these reboots and resurgence. It's not they're not, it's not they're not rebooting the series like some of the others uh, out there. Uh, but there's rumors that they're going to make a Scrubs movie. It'll probably be on a plus something streaming. I don't know, but I'm interested in that. I liked the Scrubs the first few seasons. I thought it was great. A uh, lot of fun, nerdy tones. You know, so I thought it was pretty cool. Were you a Scrubs fan, Keith? Are you interested in the potential Scrubs movie? I, I didn't it watch comes it out? when it came out. I did not watch it when it came out. When it went to syndication, I started trying to check it out. And I got into it for a little while. Uh, it's one of those things that, to me, it was funny at first, but got old really quick. Okay. Uh, but I, if I watch it, I'll laugh. It just kind of got old on me, and I stopped watching it. It wasn't enough to hold my attention. Okay. Skinner, Scrubs fan? I did not see it and have not seen it. I know a lot of the characters that are from that okay. show. Uh, they've done gone on and done a lot of other things, but the show itself, <clears throat> I see it's got nine seasons. I may go back and dabble and see. Um, I've heard a lot of good things from it, but I just never had the chance to go to yeah, watch. I'm not a big fan of humor when it's real over the top. And it kind of was a little too over the top for me. It, like, yeah, they definitely did that. It was like some scenes that was just like you say. It just wasn't. It was surreal. Some of the stuff they were yes. doing there for a while. But you know what? Right. I like to see fish. What's that? Remake. You know what? Remake Cheers. I mean, wouldn't you it be can't... great to see Sam and Diane older now? You know, you got Woody still around. You got Rhea Perlman. That would be fun. You yeah, know, at, you got... at least a special. Like you said, at yeah, least a special yeah, where where that was great and funny. Remake that. Yeah, like maybe a mini series, but I wouldn't want to see yeah. any more than that. Yeah, right. like like you said, a mini series. Like if somebody, one of them opens up a bar and they all show up and what's going on in their lives type deal. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'm interested in that. Sure, absolutely. Rem remake the Cosby Show. See Bill dropping stuff in people's drinks. You know, at, <laughs> at <laughs> Cheers. Take two of these and yeah, uh, I'll, call, I'll call you. I'll call I'll you call in the morning. You. <laughs> 
See, Kirstie Alley will fit into her drunk ass uh, <laughs> character, no problem. Right? Yeah, yeah, take, sure. Take two of these, and I'll call you an Uber. That's right. That's uh, oh boy. All right. So this week, guys, in pop culture history, June the fifth, uh, back in nineteen thirty-three, the first drive-in theater opened up in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, it was a four hundred car capacity. And it was like it was a family themed thing. So the slogan for the new invention was the whole family is welcome, regardless of how noisy the children are. So you know, keep your kids in the car, you're not bothering anybody. And uh yeah. So it was just a phenomenon, obviously through the forties, fifties and, and beyond. And in my time growing up, we had drive we had tons of drive in movies in this mm-hmm. in the northeast Ohio, Akron area. Heck, I, I recall we had at least five to seven that were yes. running and now most of them are gone but there are still some remaining the barberton magic city drive-in i took peyton to many movies with her growing up she still likes to go to the drive-in movies to this day she's 21 years old now with her boyfriend mm-hmm. it's just something about it it's americana it's fun you can sit outside you can sit in the car you get the two movies it's just a whole summertime traditional thing i love the drive-in movies are you got, did you guys go to drive-ins? Are you still going? Are you interested? Keith, what do you think of drive-ins? Uh, the last drive-in movie I saw was the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Wow, and, that was a while ago. Yeah, and I really hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said some really important things. That's Americana. There's something great about it. I remember the excitement of going in the newspaper and yeah. looking up the drive-in, see what was playing. God, I miss those times. But I don't like it now. Um, one, I'm too uncomfortable in the car. Two, I can't stand the screens, uh, especially if it's a movie that has any darkness in it. Things get lost in the wash. A little bit. Yeah, and yep. that bothers me. So, I, you know, there's a scene in the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer when they, uh, when uh, Doctor Doom had usurped uh, the Silver Surfer's mm-hmm. board, and they were fighting him in the air. That whole scene, you couldn't see anything on the screen, and it just totally turned me off from drive, uh, drive-ins. Uh, I would, if I go to see a movie now, it's got to be something on uh the special screen i we used to all meet up down here at uh, highland square because it was you know so cheap sure but i won't even do that anymore because i figured man i want to see clarity i want the best sound um i only pay for movies with great effects in them you know i'm not paying to see you know on golden pond or some love story or something i'm, I'm paying to see special effects so i if i went i would go because a bunch of people went the mm-hmm. fun of it and all that type of stuff but other than that not interested skinner drive-ins love them grew up with them still go mm-hmm. to them to this day i mean we had that group that went last year with coach cooper i forget what uh i forget what movie we all went and saw but we all piled in the back of my dad's truck and we went to a movie theater out there in Barberton uh, with, um, I don't were you with us with that yeah, one? Yeah, we saw, we saw the original Halloween. They re, they re, that was that, the Halloween movie was. they showed. That was yep. pretty cool to see that on the, on the big screen of the drive. It was. Yep. But yeah, we piled, uh, what, 15 of us in the back of the pickup truck and then the cab of the truck and we paid, I don't know, whatever it was, $20, $30 and we got to sit and watch a movie and uh, we had a great time. But I, hey, I got my, an idea. Mm-hmm. Let's do one this year. The Jurassic oh, Park okay. movie. 
opens up yeah. next weekend. I, I can't Man. go this next weekend necessarily, but let's go see the Jurassic Park new movie. That's a great driving movie. Let's do it. There you have. But you just mentioned something too, Skinner. It 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 allowed you even to this day the Magic City driving. You could put as many people as you can fit in your vehicle, and it's twenty some dollars a car load. Mm-hmm. You could, you have to pay a little extra to bring in your own food anymore because they take take a hit on the concession stand, like four or five bucks, whatever it is, and you get two current movies, two current yeah. movies. So from a family affordability perspective, it has allowed people to see some current movies with a large family or to bring a bunch of kids with a you know party or whatever the heck people are doing at an affordable price. That's another another good thing about the driving. But when we were young, it was a whole different type of thing. It was about either making out or sure. walking around from car to car, <laughs> seeing who was there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, meeting up at the concession stand. That was exciting when you were a teenager, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, checking the time here. Right okay. now, all I'll be saying is, hey, I got to pee again. Yeah. <laughs> that is one drawback. Uh, okay, this this day in pop culture, June the 9th, all the way back in 1934, uh, the birthday of the guy here on my shirt, Donald Duck uh, of Disney. I uh, just wanted to mention that there, too. So one of my, and Skinner mentioned at the beginning of the show, too, off camera, but uh, one, his, his personal favorite Walt Disney character, too. Donald Duck and Goofy, to me, are the top two characters. Love them. Love the, the, the temper. I love the voice. The whole thing, uh, some of the old classic cartoons, some of my favorite with Donald Duck, you know, the Christmas ones especially and all that. So great character. Love him. Happy birthday, Donald Duck. Yeah. Uh, Keith, are you a Donald Duck fan, sir? I, who, I can not like Donald. One of the great iconic voices, uh, personalities. Uh, he's one of those cartoons that you almost – feel like they're real he's been around and so many in so many situations um i don't know how you couldn't love donald duck yep skinner i know you mentioned your favorite why is he your favorite uh like you said his anger (laughs) his sound the stories that they have with him it it just unlike any of the other characters through walt disney very good 2007 on june the 10th the Sopranos series came to an end. Excuse me. Got a, you might remember it got a lot of flack because it sort of had a, it was sort of left a lot of unopened, well, a lot of unanswered questions, I'm trying to say. But thinking back on The Sopranos, that was one of the first series on HBO, original series that I'm sure many people subscribed to HBO strictly right. to be able to watch The Sopranos. So this was the, this is the model before the pluses that are all over the place right now that people, all these streaming services are trying to recapture. We would have some great original content, Disney Plus, I mean, all these ones you could name it, that want, you know, we're not just going to show the our old catalog here and movies that we have rights to. We're going to bring people in by creating an interesting original series. Uh, so this was probably, I can't think of anything prior that was as huge as The Sopranos to help create that model and i'm sure it was an influence like i said for all these streaming services today but i never watched one episode not against it i didn't have hbo i didn't want to subscribe to it just to watch it but keith are you sopranos fan did you subscribe just to get this and listen i am so huge on the whole gangster mob thing 
like a lot of people. Uh, we talked about, you know, the great uh, Ray Liotta that passed away recently and the yep. Goodfellas. Uh, love all of that stuff. Big. I watch The Godfather like it's, a, like it's a religion or something. Know every word. I have never watched one episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. I, tr- I tried to. I don't know, man. It's just something about it. I just wasn't digging it. I don't know if I haven't given it a good enough chance or what, but not one single episode, you know, it's caught my attention. Um, I know it is in the last little, a little over 20 years. It's the biggest thing that ever happened at uh, HBO other than Game of Thrones. Yep. And, um, but I just haven't, I haven't watched it, man. I tried to watch it, just was not feeling it. It's got to be on HBO Max, right? I would think. The yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy to watch and stream. It's huh. everywhere. Okay. So, it's, right. uh, matter of fact, I can tell you right now where you can watch it. It's on HBO Max. It's on Hulu. Okay. There you go. Uh, it's Voodoo, Amazon Prime. There you have it. Huh. Okay. Many, many options. I have, I have all, most of those already. Yeah. Skinner, you a Sopranos fan? Did you subscribe to HBO Max or HBO? Excuse me, back in the day to watch it? No, you know I'm with you guys. I I think I've watched the first two episodes of Sopranos, and hmm. for whatever reason, I didn't continue. Um, but you know, it's probably one of the best shows that ever been out in the last twenty years. Hmm. Uh, like Key said, I'm a huge mob fan, uh, mob movies fan. I've watched them all. Um. Goodfellas was probably my favorite big screen next to Casino, um, all that stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, during all that time, but uh, I've never seen Sopranos, so it's something I want to go back and watch. And I'm a huge fan of James Gandolfini, like his stuff. Sure, uh, I love Lorraine Bracco. Just never, I don't know, man. Just something about it. But I want to give it a fair shot. I want to give. You know, I went years saying the same thing about Game of Thrones, and I finally said I'm going to watch one full episode. Because I tried to watch it twice. I got in 15 minutes in it and turned it off. And when I watched the first full episode, I said, huh. And I was addicted. I watched all seven seasons in a little over a week. Um, that was years ago. I had to wait two years for the final season, which everybody complained about. I thought it was great. Uh, and my sister finally said, I want to watch Game of Thrones. And we just watched all eight seasons in three and a half weeks. And she's just mesmerized. So I want to give the same fair chance to The Sopranos. Are there any? So obviously, you know Disney Plus. We're all fans of Disney Plus for the original Marvel and Disney content. Some of those are yes. just fantastic. Are there other streaming services that you subscribe to now specifically because of any original content? And if so, oh, yeah. what are, what is that content, Keith? Oh yeah, you got to get Pluto uh, TV. Um, put it on your phone. If you can get it on your TV, Pluto TV is phenomenal. It's just like having cable. You don't need cable. Uh, it's got a bunch of channels on it, but also has a bunch of specific channels for specific shows. One of my favorite shows in history is cops. There is a cops channel on Pluto TV, nothing hmm. but cops 24 huh. seven. So that is one of my, I got that just to stream that that's free. Yeah, totally free. Yeah, interesting. Yep. I don't know. It's like a James Bond channel on there, Keith. I saw. Yeah, it's there's tw- all Twilight kind of cool Zone. stuff on there. Yeah, black <laughs> cinema, romance cinema, or sci-fi horror, and you got a bunch of cable channels. So it's amazing. Totally hmm. free. Okay. Skinner, do you, any other besides Disney Plus? Do you subscribe to any other streaming services or watch others specifically for their original content? And if so, what's the content? 
Well, we get Amazon Prime with having the paying for Amazon Prime, so we watch a lot of the a lot of that. There's a television show called Mrs. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, my yeah. sister says that's great. It is a fantastic show. It got four seasons in, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I I gotta watch that Skinner. My sister loved that show. I love the era. It's back. It takes place back in the forties and fifties, which you know I would. I've a lot of people told told me because of my liking for that era. I should have been born during that time. Okay, <laughs> I love that era too. Yeah, but I'll, so I'll it, tell you, you know what, Skinner. Since you're into, the, I didn't even mention them, but I love Amazon Prime for their original stuff. There are some shows on Amazon Prime that are some of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, check out The Wheel of Time. Uh, just came out last year. Everybody's waiting for season two. Uh, it's it's uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Star Wars, all, all that kind of rolled into one type of deal. Phenomenal show. Uh, they got some great stuff on there, man. I'm going to give you a little This is my mic keeps going out. Say something entertaining in it. Maybe it'll keep working. <laughs> well, I'm I'm screwed. <laughs>